Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Joe Rodriguez coming to you from Bristol, Connecticut. Welcome to another episode of the ETO podcast. Uh, special time and date. Super Mojado with me as always. Yes, sir. What's up, Super? <laughs> what's up, guys? Ready for some action here. A, a lot of news going on. Uh, a lot of buzzing, right? Week. Yes. A lot yes, of buzzing a right lot, now. A lot of it. Obviously, the big news right now circling, and, uh, and it's just uh, buzzing is even an understatement. Is uh, Chicharito right? Uh, there's a uh, there's kind of like a whirlwind rumors out there that the deal could potentially fall apart. Are you nervous? I don't know, man. I just are you saw, nervous? I saw today that he didn't show up for training. You know, uh, I saw that too. But yeah, what does that mean? They said that that's it. I mean, it's he's out of there. Uh, but is he going to the galaxy though? Well, uh, that you know he's he's the aim, he's aiming towards like Alexia man eh? <laughs> he's coming over i think so you know i I'm, i'm very positive that that at least you know in my hopes that he's coming over and that's going to be really really exciting it's funny you know, how you for, say for it's, fun, it's it's funny how you say in your hopes because uh, okay i'm going to just lay it out here i'm i'm a chicharito fan okay all the way and i always liked the, like the way he plays i always like his charisma and I'm just like very happy he's he's coming over, you know. You sound like a little baby Homer. That's what you sound, <laughs> dude. But it's okay. It's okay. Hey, that being said, uh, we have a very special guest today here, Josh Guessman from the Corner of the Galaxy podcast. He's going to be joining us right now in just a second. Josh has been covering uh, soccer in LA for quite some time, and obviously he's a co-host and also producer. So. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Hey, Josh, thanks you very much for taking your time and joining us, man. How you doing out there? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, let's see. I guess I guess I'm surviving. Uh, the Chicharito news has had me basically, you know, paying attention to everything and talking to a whole bunch of people for for well over a week now, and so uh, it, it continues. I thought it would be quiet today. Uh, it's not quiet, so <laughs> so that's something. It does not sound like it's quiet. It sounds like it's pretty crazy out there. Um, hey, tell us about the latest that you're hearing. Let us know up to the minute. What are you hearing out there? Yeah, so uh, the reports came from from Roger Gonzalez, the CBS Sports, who's great. Uh, Jeffrey Carlisle over at ESPN uh, confirmed this as well. But basically, the Galaxy are saying that uh, they're they're worried the deal may fall through. Um, we can speculate, and so far, I haven't been able to tell anybody why. Or have anybody tell me why they think it's going to fall through? But there's there's easy speculation here um, from two different areas. Uh, the first one would be that perhaps Chicharito, understanding that the salary is somewhere between five and seven million dollars a year, wants more money. Um, he certainly feels like I, if I was him, I would feel like maybe I had the LA Galaxy, um, you know, under the under their thumb a little bit there, and saying, hey, you know, I want more money because everybody knows I'm coming now. Um, everybody knows it's happening. So in order for her to make it, g give me more money. That's a possibility. Not saying that's happening, 
but that's a possibility. Uh, the other one is the Sevilla side, and that's the one that seems to be sort of uh, jumping to the forefront right now, uh, talking with a bunch of different people, and then understanding how Sevilla and particularly Monchi over there, who is the uh, is the director, uh, how he how he does things. Um, and so it wouldn't be surprised to see that oh the Galaxy are are you know oh we have a deal with Sevilla, reportedly ten million dollar transfer fee, which would be the highest in um, LA Galaxy history for a player. Um, so reportedly a $10 million transfer fee. Uh, and now Sevilla comes back and Monchi in particular says, oh, you know, well, maybe it's 10 and a half million or maybe it's 11 million. I mean, we know you want the player. We know you guys are all agreed to. Everything's there. Why don't you give me more money? Again, this seems to come down to money more than anything right now. And I would think that's how it's being, uh, being sort of portrayed there. But the Galaxy, at least according to Roger Gonzalez, and I would say I reached out to the Galaxy to get a comment as well. And it, it's awfully quiet. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's quiet. Um, people aren't really talking right now. So we'll see what that means, uh, especially after the Galaxy supposedly already have some people over in Spain getting ready to do sort of the promotional stuff that is going to kick off with Chicharito and uh, supposedly an, an early week announcement. So Monday or Tuesday announcement coming for the official announcement, at least at one point. I don't know what all of this does to that, but, uh, you know, sort of throws things up in the air a little bit, makes things interesting. Definitely. It sounds like um, there's still a little bit of uncertainty left, but uh, the general consensus seems to be that Chicharito is going to make his way to Los Angeles. Now, what would be the number one reason or the main reason why he does not make it to L.A.? Yeah, I would have to imagine that it would be the L.A. Galaxy walking away from any sort of escalation by either Chicharito or by Sevilla. You know, Sevilla says all of a sudden it's $15 million. Uh, the other outside chance, uh, would be another team entering into the uh, the fray. I know that uh, Chivas certainly was mentioned earlier this week, um, although I think eventually it came out, they said you know they're not interested uh, in, in getting uh, Chicharito back. I would imagine they get the hometown discount as well. So uh, for, for me, the, the money seems to be in Los Angeles for Chicharito, um, and I think this is a money issue right now, um, at least from, from all things. I doubt it would be anything contractually that would really be an issue because I see the LA Galaxy more than willing to put three to five years um, for Chicharito on this contract. I think three years for sure, and then you're looking at maybe four, maybe even five, just to, to sort of start out, understanding he's 31 years old. Uh, that, that puts him in a pretty good spot um, for the next you know, three, four, five years. Now, uh, uh, really quick, assuming that let, let's assume that they get to work everything out and assuming right. that Chicharito does end up making it to L.A., what do you think the biggest thing, at least in the on the pitch, we all know about the, the, the marketing machine that Chicharito is. We all right. know that he draws the numbers. He's going to sell the jerseys. Galaxy are going to make their money back. We understand all that. But as far as the pitch, what kind of dynamic does he bring to an L.A. Galaxy team for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, he's a goal scorer. I mean, that's that's the bottom line, and that's an easy thing to say. But, you know, he's, he's looking to replace Laton Ibrahimovic, and he's not going to replace Laton. Uh, there's nobody, I think, on planet Earth that can replace Laton in both marketing and uh, his ability of and what he did on the field. Um, but Chicharito can go and be a ridiculously good signing for the LA Galaxy. Uh, you know, I think that people want to simplify and one of my co-hosts, uh, Eric, you know, said this as well. He, he said, you know, there's this there's this negative sort of connotation to, you know, the, the word poacher. Right. And I think yep. Chicharito has sort of been that poaching player. He's he finds goals. He cleans things up around the box. He's in the right place at the right time and he puts it away. And there's the, but there's a negative connotation in terms of you can't create your own shots. Um, you know, you're not a very creative player. You need other creative players around you to sort of make that happen. So 
Um, I think there probably is some of that negative, but I think there's also a big positive to that. And the fact is that the LA Galaxy needs somebody who scores goals. They don't have anybody on the roster right now who's going to put up, you know, 15 or 20 goals in a season. And I think that's what you're looking for Chicharito to do. And with the additions of Christian Pavone last year um, coming in for the LA Galaxy, who's a very creative player and in his limited number of games that he played, um, you know, coming into the team late last year, uh, he was a real, a real change, uh, a real force of change uh, on the team. So he's a creative player that can create for somebody like Chicharito. Um, you also have uh, Alexander Katai coming in from Chicago, who was a creative force for Chicago, who's probably going to be on the opposite side there. So if you're looking at sort of the team dynamics and what Chicharito is going to be asked to do, he's going to be asked to score goals. He's going to be asked to finish. And hopefully with Pavone on the left and Katai on the right, or if they switch sides, uh, Chicharito is going to be able to work off of those two creatives and whoever the creative ends up being in the middle, uh, Sebastian Legette, uh, possibly Joe Corona. Um, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos. So we can talk about, you know, that, that center of the field and how they're also going to be able to serve and, and hopefully help Chicharito. But he's there to score goals, bottom line. That's it. Yes, you hit it in the spot, man. I think that um, if if people are expecting to get a player like Slatan in Chicharito, they're, they're wrong. And, and Chicharito is just a, a scorer, a striker. <clears throat> in Spanish, they call him like Casa Goles. Is someone that's just there to score the goals, to be in the in the in the uh, on the spot at the right moment, and he's not a dribbler. He's not a, a, a you know that player that that like Bella, you know that he's he moves the ball with his feet. No, this not that's not the type of player that he is. He's just a scorer, and and he seems to always be there at the right time, and that's why he scores so many goals in in Europe. I know uh, he could have scored more if he got more opportunities. But, you know, like I said, it, 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 he's just a scorer. And I think it's right. That's what the Galaxy Well, it's, al it's also super the uh, direct translation of poacher is, as, at least as, as close as I get to Casagoles. Yes. So poacher yes. is Casagoles in Spanish, right? There you go. Uh, there you go. But, uh, Josh, I, I think that um, there's, it, there's just a lot of uh, speculation surrounding the abilities of Chicharito. But as Super just mentioned right now, The reality is that, yeah, that's what he is. He's a goal scorer, right? And he moves a lot better with the yes, ball. and he's fast. He's very fast, man. I know that, you know, he's getting older, but he still seems to get that speed. He still have that speed in him, you know? And yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, I would say no, even even looking at him, I, and, and I say this a lot on my podcast, so I'm sure any of my listeners who are listening to you will all just say, yeah, Josh, we heard it before, is that he's quick. And quick is different than fast. And being quick is a lot of times more important than being fast. It's about getting to spots faster than other people. And it's that reaction time. Um, Chicharito at 31, I mean, you know, we're, I, I feel like we're skewing the, the, the scale on this again. Um, for some reason, Galaxy fans, uh, you know, have this idea that anybody who's over 30 years old is old. And mm. that's just not true, not even in world football, let alone MLS, where, you know, maybe the, the higher uh, caliber players skew a little bit older. Um, at 31 years old, you're getting a guy who is, yeah, he's not in his prime of 27, 28, 29, but he's not far removed from that. Um, right. And I think if you look at where he's been playing and and sort of how he's been used at West Ham um, and, and at Sevilla, he hasn't had consistent minutes and a consistent role at either of those places. Um, and, you know, West Ham probably playing out of position a little bit as well. So, um, you know, you're going to put him in his preferred position. You're going to put him at a place where, like I said, there seems to be some creativity around him, uh, and you're going to put him in a league where defense is sort of a second thought. It, it, to me, it sounds like, oh, there's going to be a lot of goals scored. 
Um, you know, I, I would say 15 is probably the minimum. I would say the max on that is maybe in the 25 range, but it could go higher uh, depending on how creative the Galaxy are. But I, I, I think, you know, from the Galaxy side of things, this is a risky move. It's not as risky as, say, signing Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming off of an injury that should have absolutely ended his career. Um, and especially not for the $1.5 million they ended up paying for that first year. That was, that was, that was a risky sort of move, but at the same time, money-wise, it was more than worth the risk. But with Chicharito, it's a risk as well. Um, you're hoping that he stays motivated in a, in a league that is you know, less than La Liga. It's less than uh, the English Premier League. It's, it's less than uh, Liga MX right now. That's fine. All of those things are okay. But he needs to stay motivated in there. He needs to understand the players and the quality that is around him probably isn't as good. All these things are things we've seen designated players who come and struggle with that whenever they come into the league. So, um, you know, I think Dennis DeClosa, uh, obviously, uh, with the ties to Chicharito at Chivas and then Mexican national team, um, has a good understanding of what player he's getting here. I think Guillermo Barrascoloto understands what player he's getting here. And I think when you put all of that together, the LA Galaxy with the marketing side, which you cannot deny is a huge thing. Um, I think if you put all those things together, you're going to get a, a signing that is a little risky for the LA Galaxy because they're going to have to put a lot of money into this. But it's also one that probably pays off for them you know, in the end. You're right. I think that that's where, uh, that's where one, one thing they have almost like a secure uh, thing when signing Chicharito is that they're going to get their money back. You know, the Mexican fans are ones that, uh, you know, they're always buying, like, the jerseys, no matter what. You know, they have their, their idols, and everyone's... And you've seen it in La Selección, you know, in the, the national team. Everybody has Chicharito jerseys, and yeah. no matter yep. what. I know, I know he has his haters, too, but they still seem to be paying attention to what he does. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think that um, Chicharito, regardless <clears throat> of anything, as you mentioned... Josh is going to get the Galaxy their money back. That's without a doubt. But again, that's why I asked you that question, um, you know, as far as uh, the dynamic he brings. Now, here's another interesting topic. Uh, if he does end up coming to Los Angeles, which, uh, like I said, most of us could be expecting uh, or are expecting at least, is what does that mean for... Uh, I don't know. First of all, I don't even know if you're a fan of the name or not, uh, El Trafico. <laughs> what, what does I that mean for the rivalry? Yeah, yeah, I actually love the name, um, and I, I've loved the name forever, and I think that, you know, the media, and I've gotten blamed for this as well, is that I've somehow made this name, you know, what it is, and really the fans made it, and whether it was a joke at first or not, I love El Trafico, because there isn't another one in the whole wide world, so if you're talking about El Trafico, everybody knows what you're talking about, right. and, and quite honestly, it is a worldwide event whenever you look at El Trafico as well, especially with Zlatan and Vela being able to play together over the last couple of seasons, that was an event. Uh, I can say that I've been to a lot of Major League Soccer games, and I don't know any of those that the atmosphere rivals, um, you know, anything else I've been to. And I've been to, you know, three or four MLS Cups as well. Um, it just in, in, you know, in the United States, the, the games don't get bigger than that. And they're probably on a global scale, a pretty big clash as well. So El Trafico is great. I think that, you know, Chicharito on one side and Vela on the other side. Well, and we should even say, you know, Chicharito and Jonathan Dos Santos on one right, side and then right. Vela on the other side. It just adds it, it adds a flair to it. Um, I think that it's probably not as big a deal as people are going to make it, um, just because Zlatan Ibrahimovic brought so much global attention to it. I think you're going to get a lot more North American attention to the El Tráfico. I think you know you're going to pull in the Mexico fans, and and certainly if you have Vela on one side, Chicharito and Jonathan Dos Santos on the other side, that's a game made for for, for Mexican uh, national team fans. You know that you're like, oh, I I have to watch that game. That's something that. That's important. So I, I think that it brings a lot of North American attention on it. It brings a ton of Southern California attention on it, which is a lot of fun as well. 
Um, so I just see that as, as sort of growing it regionally and still having that worldwide appeal. I, I think it'll be tons of fun. If it, if it all ends up happening, it, it's great. No, and don't forget that Chicharito, too, he won the, the hearts of a lot of, like, uh, English uh, fans. Because True. in Manchester United, he was well-loved, you know. Everybody fell in love with him. He was like a little there. fan favorite. Yes, yes. So no, they no, made I'll songs play. about him. They, you know, they used to wear his jerseys. They used to wear, wear like Mexican, uh, uh, you know, like hats and all this yep. other stuff. So, uh, you know, no, definitely. No, there's something to that. Uh, I'll, I'll share an anecdote. So, uh, one of my listeners was at Old Trafford over, I think, this last weekend. Uh, he went to see Manchester United play. I forget who they played, but they ended up winning, and he was excited that it happened. But he messaged me. Um, and he said, hey, he goes, just want to let you know, I was at Old Trafford. He goes, I had my phone out and it has an L.A. Galaxy case on it. And somebody saw the L.A. Galaxy case on there and they're like, and they came up to him and he said it was more than one person. Mm -hmm. But this person specifically came up to him and said, so uh, so what do you think about Chicharito coming to the to the Galaxy? And this guy was like, oh, I'm you know excited. But they ended up having a conversation about it. So, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right with Chicharito. And, and I don't want it, to it's because we're comparing Zlatan to Chicharito. And that's probably not fair to Chicharito. He's a huge name. That's not fair to anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 no. Yes, it's true. It's, he's a huge name. Chicharito's a huge name in world football. I mean, you can go anywhere, and, and I'm sure that across – my mom knows who Chicharito is, and that's usually my belt <laughs> of whether or not anybody – you know, my mom does not follow soccer, but she's like, oh, I heard Chicharito. I'm like, oh, there it was. Okay, good. We know. <laughs> Uh, we now know that everybody knows who Chicharito is. My mom knows. Everybody knows. So, I mean, but he still has that. Um, and I don't want to diminish that because it's a huge impact. I'm just saying that, you know, compared to Zlatan, who will have, you know, worldwide eyes everywhere, yeah. um, you know, it's a little bit more confined with Chicharito. But I, I don't think it's a significant downplay in any way. But I think those those El Traficos are going to be amazing and intense. And I think that's why Dennis DeCloso really, really wants to get this deal done now. I mean, there were talks about possibly Luis Suarez. Um, coming in the summertime and you say, okay, Luis Suarez and Chicharito. I mean, those are, if you're trying to pick between those two, do you wait in the summer for Luis, Luis Suarez? Maybe you do. Um, but at the same time, I think Dennis understands that some of these games are going to get played before that summer transfer window opens. And he wants his star designated player in camp with the LA galaxy as they get ready for, uh, for this season. He doesn't want to wait. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, that's all interesting sort of takes on why it's Chicharito and why it's now. No, and another thing that, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure like we're all aware of this, that there is Mexicans everywhere in the country, man. He's going to fill stadiums too. I mean, believe me, everywhere he goes, he's going to bring all these Mexican fans that, uh, and believe me, the Chivas fans uh, by itself, they can make a stadium really packed, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to fill them completely, but they, there's going to be a lot of Mexican fans in those in all, every stadium around the country. That's for sure. Yeah. Which will be funny, which will be a real juxtaposition for the LA Galaxy. We already know it's going to happen, and you're going to see it. You're going to have, uh, you know, the Chivas fans wearing, you know, their Chicharito jerseys, and they're coming to, you know, the, at Dignity Health Sports Park to watch an LA Galaxy game right. where Chivas USA used to play. And it's just going to be this weird sort of – and there used to be a rivalry there, and there still <laughs> is a, a, a rivalry and a line drawn between Chivas USA and LAFC. And so combining all those things and seeing that, it's just going to be this weird sort of thing to see the Chivas jerseys back <laughs> uh, you know, Southern California back there at, at StubHub Center. So, all right, StubHub, Dignity Health Sports Park. <laughs> <laughs> years. I, I always forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're all in the same boat. Um, but Super does make a good point, and, and obviously I think all of us are in agreement that yeah, Chicharito, Chicharito is a draw because of the Mexican population. Obviously in L.A., that's without a question something that 
that's pretty uh, self-evident. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. He's going to be a draw. There's going to be plenty of Mexican fans rolling around. You see it with Vela. You know, when he goes, uh, oh. when LAFC plays, you know, even here out in New York, when he plays like, you know, in uh, the smaller cities, even in Columbus, there's a couple of, uh, you know, fans there uh, sneaking around. But hey, uh, really quick before we wrap things up, um, yep. uh, Josh, I wanted to ask you, so what would you say your biggest takeaway from if this thing ends up, end up, ends up going through, what would you say your biggest takeaway will be? Um, I would think just the the scale at which MLS and, and especially the LA Galaxy are willing to to spend now, and and I think that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, Chicharito has been rumored to come to Major League Soccer so many times that it's you know it's one of those things. We actually heard this rumor early. Uh, one of my co-hosts, the uh, the soccer writer for the LA Times, Kevin Baxter, mm. uh, talked talked with Chicharito earlier this year. Um, and said, uh, maybe late last year, if we're, we're really saying it, but he, you know, he talked to him and said, you know, you're coming to MLS. And he goes, you know, I think I'd, I'd want to. And so Kevin went and wrote this article, and I blame Kevin for starting these rumors <laughs> that, that Chicharito's coming. I'm like, this is all because of your article. I go, I'm seeing nothing from anybody that says that this is happening, blah, 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 whole deal. And so we went through it, and then we find out that there are rumors in Seattle the Galaxy have in contact, and they want Chicharito. So um, there's, there's really been this sort of arc to to wanting him to come and the fact that you get him at 31 and not 33 or 34 or 35 means something as well um i think it's going to be fun just in the amount of eyes and you know the big takeaway is that you know you're hoping you're getting the the best watched league in north america uh is is league mx we all know that Um, especially here in the united states that's the that's the most watched league um and so i think in a small way, you're going to get some of those eyes to pay attention to MLS. And I think that can only help MLS. I think it only helps the LA Galaxy, who are already a worldwide name. Uh, and so I'm hoping that you're going to see that, you know, a lot of times you, you have the League MX fans who say, you know, the, the two are not close in terms of competition, and it is getting a lot more narrow now. I'll, I'll still say it. MLS is still falling short yeah. of that competition, but it's getting really close now. Yeah. Um, so, so especially as MLS starts to spend more money. So we, we talk about that and ha- Chicharito coming just sort of, uh, again, sort of solidifies a little bit more of getting those eyes on major league soccer, uh, getting eyes on soccer here in the United States from, you know, the Mexican American community is great, especially in Southern California. All these things are a home run and it's why if you get a chance to sign Chicharito and you're the LA galaxy, you have to do it. Um, there's no other choices. You don't have to think about it. This is not one where you sit there and go, Hmm, is this a great idea? No, you just, you do it. Um, and that's what they're doing. And if it works out, it ends up being, you know, the smartest play ever. Um, and everybody will say how low risk it is. But I still think there's a lot of risk here. Um, I still think that Chicharito is successful. The varying degrees of success is he's going to be compared to Vela the whole time. Uh, Vela's going to be compared to him if it's the other way around. So those two are getting a little more pressure on both of each other, which, right. again, I think is fun playing between those two teams. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. So my, my whole takeaway is, uh, let's see if this thing actually gets done. So that way I can take some, get some rest. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, all very good points, uh, Josh. And, um, you know, I think all of us here at El Three Online are very excited too, because that just means another, uh, Mexican player in MLS. Hey, listen, we're not, definitely not against that. Uh, we love Mexican players coming over to MLS. That means that they get to be closer to us. Um, you know, you also speak, it's true that Liga MX is, uh, a little bit ahead of, uh, or some may argue that a lot ahead of um, of uh, MLS. However, it, it does um, things are getting closer and closer. So uh, we're gonna have a very exciting uh, Champions League matchup between uh, Leon and LAFC. A lot of people are stoked for that. Uh, but I think overall MLS is definitely going in the right direction, and most people can probably attest to that. So uh, we really want to thank you for your time, and it's been a pleasure. And you're always welcome back to uh, join us here at uh, El Three Online Podcast, man.
Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's get back together when this thing's final, huh? Absolutely, man. That's good. So that was uh, Josh, uh, and uh, you can catch him at the LA Galaxy Corner Podcast. So how, where could they follow you at uh, uh, if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Uh, that's the easiest way. And then at Galaxy Podcast or at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N on Twitter. Um, so that will get you guys uh, sort of pointed in the right direction. But cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our podcasts, our written articles, our videos. All that stuff is right there. Awesome. Thanks a lot for your time, Josh. Appreciate it, man. All right, right, Super. So a big uh, round of applause, right? He deserves it. Later. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's it's exciting, dude. It's exciting uh, to think that Chicharito is going to be, like I said, closer to um, closer to home. Well, I mean, he's actually. You know what? The people from Guadalajara are closer. Who him than us, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, and I've I've heard that I, a lot of his family are already coming over to. They were already li- living, uh, uh, planning to live in LA. LA. Right. So, well, at least in California, I should say. I think uh, her aunt lives in San Diego or something like that. Uh, yeah. That's what I heard. And um, so he's obviously is coming over because of financial reasons because right. you know no if somebody comes to you and says listen i'm gonna give you this amount of money and you're gonna live comfortable you know it's it, it's a no no uh you know it's a no-brainer you know you have to take that deal and and i think he's gonna kill it here too i mean this league is fit for chicharito look what happened with bella yeah I yeah mean, he's a he's a guy that uh does a really good job Running without the ball. That's what I like about him the most. I mean, you saw that right away at Manchester United, the way that he was just, uh, he's so agile without it. You know, so that 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 is very true. I actually, you know what? If I really stop and think about it, I think that Chicharito probably would have a, a better time or is probably going to have a better time here, like more success. He's going to have more success here had he returned to Mexico. What do you think about that? Well... I don't know about that. I think he would have done great in Chivas for for sure, you know, and he would have been like the superstar and and you know score a lot of goals because team Chivas has a great team right now. Okay. And but you know, like I said, I think he this opportunity it's you can't let it pass, you know. Yeah. Financially, and I think it makes all the sense in the world yes, for him. Yeah. Yes. No, uh, that's that's true. And and you know everybody does it. You know, big the big names, the big. Uh, superstars, those like Kaká did it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Rooney, yeah. I mean, yeah, Zlatan, everybody. Um, you know, even Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, yeah. So, no, uh, you're right. You're right. That's fair. And the, the money's here. Yeah. And actually, another thing that I wanted to say is that there's there's been a, a lot of people that have been asked about what they think about it. Like yeah. people like Cuauhtémoc Blanco. And he said, listen, you know, money talks. Why not? Money talks. And then if, and if they offer me that contract, I would do it for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> he did, and he did like a... a he already played in Europe and he played uh, 10 years. So right. he did what he had to do already. You know, why not take this last big contract? You take know? the money, man. Take yes. the paycheck. Luis Fernando Tena also said, uh, also in the Conferencia de Prensa talk about a little bit about it. And he said that he was a good decision. He, he, um, that he agreed with him and that he always has the Chivas doors open for him. So, 
don't be surprised that he in a few years we're gonna see him back in Guadalajara. Yeah, he'll probably end up doing what uh, Rafa Marquez did, you know, like go back and retire yes. with Chivas or something like that. Yeah, I I believe that even like that there's a chance that Vela and Chicharito both end up doing that together. Hey, they go and be. retire in Chivas. It could be. Um, but anyway, I think uh, like I said, I mean, we're still technically waiting right it's still an ongoing thing yeah right now so depending on when you hear this uh this uh this podcast recording uh you know right now we're live on youtube but uh if you happen to come back uh live um you know the deal may be done but i think they want to present them early next week uh, that's what uh josh was telling us so uh you know i wouldn't be surprised if we find out okay it's done or no, it's not. Let's move on. Because the Galaxy needs to make a splash. That's the reality of things. So I'm sure we're going to find out sooner or later. That being said, um, MLS Media Day taking place uh, in uh, in LA. A couple of players uh, ended up speaking. Um, one of them uh, who's out there is actually Alan Pulido. He had some, uh, had some remarks. I know that we touched on Pulido, obviously, a little bit because of Chivas. But... Um, do you want to hear what he said? Or? Hey, let's hear it. All right, let's let's hear what Polito had to say. Okay. La decisión que que elegí de poder estar acá eh, es porque la liga se ha vuelto muy muy competitiva. Eh, han traído muchísimos jugadores de, de gran nivel y y eso al final de cuentas pues bueno motiva, ¿no? Por eso muchos jugadores de la liga mexicana vienen vienen para acá, muchos latinos porque ha incrementado el nivel de, de, esta, de esta competencia. Eh, y bueno, realmente me pone, me pone contento ¿no? que haya más mexicanos acá. Eh, obviamente va a ser muy competitiva y trataremos de cada uno hacer lo mejor en, en su club y ver y tratar de quitarle, bueno, el, ojalá y se pueda dar, ¿no? quitarle el, el, el de goleador a, a Carlos Vela, ¿no? como fue el torneo anterior. Es difícil, la verdad, pero bueno, nada, nada es imposible. Cada uno lo va a trabajar de la mejor manera para, para bueno, conseguir sus retos personales con su club y, y obviamente estar ahí en lo más alto. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he has his reasons. Um, I don't know, it's kind of weird, right? With somebody that young, I don't, I don't know if people, people are probably going to be quick also to accuse him of, um, of maybe being money hungry, but he's pretty young, dude, so. Well, listen, man, we're, there's a market here. And this is this is the the starting of it, and it's and even since Beckham, it already started since Beckham. You know yeah. that that players. I know he was old. No, it actually started since Luis Hernandez. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Actually, let me go back. They were older. You yeah. know, now we seen like Bella. Uh, he was only what 28, 29 years old when he came over. Yeah. Now we see Pulido, Chicharito. Well, They're well, Giovanni, dude. Yeah, Giovanni. Giovanni was twenty-seven. Uh, Jonathan. So they're they're starting to come over when they're like still have like we can say they're in their prime, yeah. You know, or and just uh, or just barely past. Their yes, prime. Yeah. and and it's 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 good though. It's good for the league. It's good. It's good for the players because now they become like stars that they kind of like were like fading a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and they get that boost again, and they could you know like look at Be- look what happened Bella man. He just, like, everybody thought that he was at the end of his career, that that was a huge mistake to come to MLS and that, you know, his career was over. And no, dude, this league made him a star again, you know. And he did great things with LAFC. And I'm not, 
you know, I'm, I can almost guarantee that it's going to happen the same thing with Chicharito, you know, because the type of player that he is. Yeah, no, it's fair to it's it's definitely fair to say that. Um, so anyway, that being said, dude, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that um, you know we can talk about. This is we can talk about Chicharito the entire show, uh, and um, you know MLS players and 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 media day. Uh, there's a lot surrounding that, but we want to switch gears because now um, we want to talk about Liga MX. We want to talk about um, the games for this upcoming weekend. There's a game today, obviously. Um, it's going to be Pumas versus, um, Juarez, Juarez yeah. or at Juarez. Um, originally I was thinking, well, why is there a game on Thursday? So it turns out, um, uh, my good buddy Luis Perez actually told me this. Uh, it turns out that, uh, Liga MX wants to do something similar to what the NFL is doing. So they want to get out of the norm and instead of just doing games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they want to experiment and see if they can do games on Thursdays to see how I'm imagining how they would rate. I mean, hey, listen, if they have enough people wanting to watch, but, why not? But wait a minute. like, <laughs> What do you mean they experiment? If they already do that one, it's doble jornada. Right, but that's, that's what I'm saying. One thing is doble jornada. Another thing is for them to do it on a regular basis. There's no doble jornada. This is a regular jornada. So... The NFL is very well known for wanting to shove football down people's throats every single day, right? If it was up to the NFL, they would have football every single day, right? Yeah, but it's okay. kind of impossible. Uh, but now they have Monday Night Football, obviously. Uh, football technically starts on Thursday, right? Thursday. And the thing is that there's always something going on with, uh, with NFL, right? So Liga MX just wants to experiment and see how a game like that does, probably in attendance, probably with ratings. You know, who knows if uh, Univision had anything to do with that, but that's well, that's te technically what's going on with that. And where did that come out of? Because uh, I, I haven't heard anything about that. And I don't it's, know. It's, I, I, you got to ask Luis Perez. We got, we're going to have to bring him over yeah. and see what, what, yeah. what is this because... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he's, the one that told, he's the one that told me this. For all I know, he was full of, you know what, yeah, but okay. I, I, I don't think he was. <laughs> I mean, he does his due diligence. No, it's just like um, if they... Okay, let's say that they're trying to do this, right? Yeah. What do you think it's going to happen when La Doble Jornada happens? You know? Well, because no, I, I, so then I guess what they would do is that they just not have a game on Thursday. You know what I mean? So they would just, like, do the Doble Jornada, like how they normally do it. Y yeah. Right? So it's mo it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? And then the second Jornada starts. So, but they only do that twice uh, during the season. Well, it depends. And for the uh, most part, it's, it's two or three. FIFA. There's, no, they don't do it more than three times. It's for FIFA, right? Uh, so that's what I'm saying. So it's yeah, about. So, so there's only like one or two fecha FIFAs during the uh, during the season. But yes. anyway, so so I think that what they would do is they would obviously like you know do a month uh, Thursday through Sunday slate for any regular week. But when they have the little jornada, they would just do you know obviously both of the um, both of the jornadas in that week. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. But, 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 and then they're going to rotate, like, the, the um, games, the teams. that I don't know. I because don't know. Because every I, team has their set date that they want to play. At. Right. It's not that they're, the Liga schedules them. It's that, like, Chivas plays Saturdays because they they pick that day to play. You know, America plays Saturdays, too. And, um, and so on and so on. You know, the Cruz Azul always plays Saturdays. And it's right. because it's their choice. It's not like... A, La Liga told them to play that day. All right. 
Well, super. Let's move on and talk about the actual weekend <laughs> schedule, because again, we can talk about. Yeah, this. that's crazy. I don't. I don't think it's gonna work. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the weekend schedule, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh oh. Because I just I just need to put you on the spot. All right. What um, besides a Chivas game or the Chivas game, give me the game that you're looking forward to seeing the most. Again, not well, involving Chivas. All right. My myself, I think the Santos. Um, Leon, right? That's Santos Leon this week. Yeah. And I think that would be the the one that if I was going to pick one to sit down and watch, that would be the one. I mean, I know Tigres and America are playing in Azteca too, but, you know, I'll leave that for my father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I'm a fan of that one. Actually, uh, on uh, the last episode we had uh, this past Monday, that's uh, the game that I was. Um, I wanted to pinpoint. Uh, it, it seems to be a good one, especially again uh, the fact that uh, Santos ended up losing. They're probably gonna want to come back strong, you know. So, but that America game should be entertaining. Um, Wida Rodriguez was uh, presented today, introduced that Betty. So, you know. You see, I don't know, man. <laughs> no I, more. I was not a fan, and it's like <laughs> I don't think many people really care about America fans. And even them, now you're gone. And right. if you ask them, you know, who the heck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to hear from him again. He left. <laughs> Super at his I finest. don't know, man. It's just like, all right, now what? You know? Yeah. Well, anyway. All right, so Super, let's keep going with the the rest of the slate. So on Saturday, I mean, on Friday, let's start with Friday. So we have San Luis versus Cruz Azul. Um, and what does Cruz Azul need right now? Besides the victory. Oh, my God. They need a lot of things, man. <laughs> let's let's make a list. <laughs> they, I know they do. So, But what's probably the most important thing they need? Well, the the thing that they need right now is a victory. Because I, I think said beside the victory. I think that's what they need, man. That's They, they got to start from. And, and I don't know. It's like they they lost that one game. And then they started talking about, like, that the coach could be, you know. Already. Already fired. And it's yeah. a dude. It's one game. You know, they. Yeah. I saw an interview that. Uh, but was uh, it because they lost to Atlas? Well, and and, and they were asking uh, his um, director deportivo mm-hmm. um, that, that same question and they said well listen we weren't expecting that that loss in the first week and i you know he was trying to say atlas he didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> hey luis uh, luis perez if you're listening yeah they're offended that they lost to atlas man <laughs> of course i think everybody would uh, <laughs> but but <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously it's uh, i think uh, um i don't know it's 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 just like Everything's against Cruz Azul, I think. You know, they're just going deeper and deeper into a, a hole that it doesn't seem like how they can get out. You know, I I don't know. They need they need everything. They <laughs> yeah. You well. know, it's like, but um, All we'll right. see. And they're still uh, I, they're still talking about bringing some refuerzos. And he was talking about not 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 wanted to give uh, any names because they're still not 100% sure and they wanted to make sure that they 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 went through before mm-hmm. they release any names yeah. but uh they were talking about I think a Colombian player and uh like I said I don't know who so Yeah well I mean that's and that's the problem again as MLS continues to lure more players right then yeah. that that's also going to become a problem because there's more competition so before Liga MX was only competing with like you know 17 18 other teams right and now oh. that MLS player uh, MLS teams are starting to open up their wallets and you know just be a little bit more convincing to uh, these South American players, right? It's uh it's competition not just from 
18, but now you're talking about almost 50 teams that you have to compete with to lure like the better South American players. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's like those uh, los uh, scouts over there. They have to <laughs> you know do their job. And los see. scouts. <laughs> you know. Um. Speaking of um, of teams that uh, could potentially have, well, they they do a lot of homegrown uh, players, but um, Atlas, man, they could very easily, easily be two and zero. I mean, they're taking on Puebla, and yeah, yeah, well, that's what if they win the you know two two and zero for them. So um, I I don't know. I I I think that yeah. Again, going back to Luis Perez, right? I mean, (laughs) he probably good good. Good for Atlas, good for him, um, you know. But anyway, so that's uh, that's something that could potentially happen this weekend. Uh, the defending champion Monterrey taking yeah. on Morelia, their first game. We talked yeah. about that also in uh, in our last uh, episode. But I I think that they have a pretty decent chance of repeating, dude. I wouldn't be surprised, like when it's all said and done, if we were to see Monterrey lift the trophy once again. And it continues that dominance of the Norteños, like you talked about. Yeah, it's too early, man. I think this is going to be their first game, uh, and they were off the first week. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. They didn't do really good last season until Mohamed showed up. They didn't lose a game after that. Right, but they got so, momentum. Yeah, So, but, but we'll see because the last team that was be campeon was Leon and that's been a while now. I so know, I know. I never said it, it was easy. It's it, extremely tough. It seems like the Liga MX, uh, you know, that they suffer that, uh, you know, la maldición del campeón that they, they always, once you're champion, you just go downhill and you're in a bleeding. Even, even Tigres, even Tigres, they they couldn't get one, uh, two two championships in a row. You know, they usually, they win one and they then they don't win the next. You know, they, they end up winning the following uh, tournament. So it's tough to, it's, I don't know if it's so competitive, you know, or med- mediocre again, we go back to that, <laughs> that they they just seem to not get, you know, a big campeon like that. It, it, double championships like yeah. in, a, in a row. No, it's tough. It's just tough because that's just the general consensus of um, of Liga MX or the nature, I'm sorry, not consensus. The the nature of Liga MX is that that it's difficult to win. It's difficult for a team to win back to back. Um we talk about the top to bottom table all the time. So you know, but anyway anyway, I think that Leon definitely has a decent opportunity. Uh all right. Wait, Leon or Monterrey? I mean sorry, uh, Monterrey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um No, no I was uh I was just because I was already ahead of myself. I was already thinking about Giving you the podium and giving you the ability to, or the opportunity, because you're getting an opportunity to talk about Chivas, uh, Pachuca. Pachuca. So go ahead, dude, take it away. Well, it should be really interesting to see this game after after all the dilemma that happened with Pocho Guzman. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so ironic how they're playing Pachuca. <laughs> they're playing Pachuca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this game. Maybe uh maybe uh. Uh, what's his name? Amari Vergara is gonna have a little uh, sit down meeting with uh, Chucho Martinez, right? Well, that, yeah, well, they they, they, sh- they, sh- they, they should. Have I mean, to. I mean, it's weird. Uh, the whole deal was just so weird how it happened and how it took like five to seven months or something like that to 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 get a result, you know, from a drug test. You know what? Come on. Over here to in in US, you know, to if you wanna any job that you go to, they, you have to do a drug test 
and it, it's done like in three days. Yeah. <laughs> Why a professional athlete takes seven months? What the heck? There were, you know, there was a lot of uh, talk about like people were talking like saying, what would have happened if Pachuca went ahead and won the championship with three goals from Pocho Guzman? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's kind of um, it's kind of crazy because a lot of people uh, are still surprised by the fact that this happened such a long time ago. Right. Yeah. And not only that, but like these tests are are done randomly, periodically, too. They happen often. It's not like they happen like once in a random blue moon. They obviously don't have the same player all the time. Right. But yeah, like you have the results already. So why don't you just share the results already and then just. Well, the thing with it is that they said that they got the results last month. Right. So it's like, that, that, how, how that's, is that That's possible? the hardest part to believe, man. How is that possible? That's the hardest part to believe, you know, that really, that well, it took that long to get the yes, results? and then they send the results to Cuba, to, to, to another country, that we don't have a lab in Mexico, a yeah. certified lab that they can do this stuff? Anyway, we're, we're swinging off topic. Uh, Let's anyways, talk about yes. the game, dude. <laughs> so the game itself, Chivas obviously yes. won last week. Yes, they fans, won. Fans like Super Mojado are excited. Uh, yes. No, I think it's going to be a really good game. And and I think that uh, the team is just, you know, it seems like they're really well in every line. You know, they have two two players per line. And it, it, I'm still waiting. I think Chicote, Chicote should have a chance this, this week. Yeah. I think that you know, I see him. Sorry, let me interrupt you really quick. I actually, um, I totally forgot. I should have asked Josh about this. Like, you know, how much the uh, Galaxy are going to miss Antuna at all? Yes. I don't know if they are, though. I mean. No, I don't think so. He was, I mean, he played well, but he's uh, just, you know, a new player. You know, he had a good season. We'll see what he does with Chivas. Uh, Liga MX and MLS are two different leagues. And it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the same for sure for him. So he has to adjust to this league. So we'll see if he manages to continue with uh, his good performances that he had because he was doing good with L- LA Galaxy and right. with La Selección. Yeah. Well, at so least he made a debut, right? That's he did. And but I think most a lot of people are really anxious to see Chicote, you know, because he was a big player last year. Uh, I'm certainly one of those. So, one of those people. Yes. So I'm uh, in. You know, I'm just waiting for that. So we'll see what happens. All right, but what about the game itself? I mean, do you expect them to come out on, you know, all I cylinders? Think, yes. Um, yes, and they they are they going to get? Are Pachuca you going to get the lost, W? But yes, Pachuca lost the first game, so it should be. Uh, I think that. Chivas but it's in Hidalgo too, dude. Let's not forget Hidalgo is also yeah, a tough place to play. Yeah, but Chivas hasn't won in Hidalgo like that often. No, but remember that that Chivas was doing really well uh, away last year. So. Oh, yeah, away last year. But um, I think it was during the first game against... Uh, I, I think it just so happens that Martin Palermo, remember, was the coach. Uh, or was it was the last season or the season yeah, before? It was the last season, yeah. Um, that uh, he was named, um, you know, head coach. And the first game for him was in Pachuca versus Chivas. And Chivas ended up losing that game. So, again, I remember... And, and uh, Pachuca is one of those teams similar to Santos... That Chivas just struggles against, dude. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. I mean, well, if anything, str- it might be like a 2-1. Struggle no know, more, two, Joe. Two. La Super Chivas are back, so. 
I think we're taking that win home. So. All right. So what else do you got for uh, for for that game? Is there anything else that we should be looking out for other than Chicote Calderon potentially debuting? Well, Angulo. More minutes for Angulo because he came in in the in the game against um, Juarez and he he played really well for the. He only played like twenty minutes and he he had a couple of uh, opportunities and you know. They just unfortunately, I think the problem that Chivas has right now is that they're still not connected. Mm-hmm. They need to like start to pass the ball, you know, and have more, uh, not be so um, uh, em- like envidioso, you know, selfish, yeah. you know, and and because I, mean, I don't know, and in, I don't know if it's because they were already already two zero up, and that's why they started. Everybody just wanted to score a goal, so they were like just playing not as a team everybody wanted to put that ball uh, in the net so yeah and they need to you know settle down a yes, little bit they yes, have to like, connect yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know team chemistry is the most important thing yes. and you sometimes you're gonna get you know the goals without passing the ball and sometimes you need that pass or the extra pass uh well, in order for for you to get there right yes and well we'll see if they can continue and with that rhythm and uh Especially like Chofis, because we we've seen it in in tournaments and over and over again that he starts really good like he did last game, and then he just falls and uh-huh. disappears and it's like what happens? It was same thing with uh, Vega, you yeah. know he he's like a, a intermittent, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He one appears day in one game and then the next he's nowhere to be found. Right, right, right. And here is with uh, Tena has a great opportunity to say, listen, you don't pick it up. I have someone on the bench waiting Vámonos. for your for your spots. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This no. should be really interesting. And obviously, with uh, you know El Pocho, it would have been even better, right? Yeah, it would have been it, even better. Oh, but yes. I, I mean, that's a whole another novella that uh, you know we still have to wait uh, around to see. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on America, only because I know that you hate him. No, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Listen, my father's an America fan. My brother's an America fan. I do not hate America, guys. Don't. What are you trying to do, man? Put the fans <laughs> against me. <laughs> I don't hate America fans, just so you know. <laughs> no, no, listen, I'm, uh, I, I love soccer and I love every team and I just enjoy it. I, 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 you know, sit down and watch their games once in a while, especially when Cuauhtémoc was around. I used to watch mm. the, the games, you know. Okay. But no, I think uh, it should be a really good game. Interesting. They're forming that uh, rivalry, you know that. Yeah, it's been just saying, you know, all that talks about classical and. Yeah, crap, no, I know. Like, let's, not, yeah, yes. like I'm not gonna talk about like any no, classical. No, there's no. only to me, there's only a classical, super classical. That's Chivas America, and that's that. Yeah, they have the classical regio, classical tapatio, or whatever. Yeah, but those are on the regional side. So, um, but no, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, uh, I'm expecting that one also to be a good one. So, in a way, the games that the games to watch, in my opinion, the the Santos Leon I mentioned, I think that the America Tigres is going to be a good one. And obviously, you know, we just have to see how Chivas ends up doing. Uh, and last but not least, Monterrey. But yes, and in, in this in this game, I think. Uh Ignat got injured, so he's gonna be. It seems like he's gonna be out for a few games. So, um, and also it should be interesting to see what Piojo is doing. Like now that he's just, his team is just falling apart. Right. So we'll see. It should be a very uh, good game. So one of the yeah good ones of the week. Yeah. Um, before we start wrapping things up, I wanted to actually bring something up uh, really quick. Um. And this happened also like uh, through media day, so we're kind of going back to MLS a little bit. 
Uh, but it's uh, it's kind of important because obviously Mexico is going to be playing in what about two months, right? So there's we're like yes. two months away from uh, their games in March, um, and uh, there's um, not rumblings, but this came out of actually the horse's mouth, right? What <laughs> yeah. did uh, Carlos Vela say, dude? Well, he had an interview with uh, Univision, and uh, they were asking him about you know la selección again. And here he here they here they go again. A new year they told him a new chance for Bella to come back to La Selección. And he's like, you know, quizás. So maybe. <laughs> maybe. So we'll see. He that's the thing, man. He he I don't know what's going on with this guy. He he likes to like tease the fans and then he just like, you know what? I you know, I'm not going. <laughs> Right. So he's he's just crazy. And remember last last year I asked him a couple times too. Yeah. And, and hey, I asked him and he was like, "Hey, you know, your I'm little your little 15 minutes of fame, you claim the fame, right? <laughs> your uh, your his so, answer. Just so you know, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> because of me now he's changed, he's thinking about it. You know, you know, if he comes back to the selection, I'm going to take the credit. I want to say, "Listen, I was asking him over and over again every time I saw him and then he finally said, you know, let's let's go back." <laughs> Yeah, we gotta give uh, <laughs> Super Mojado credit for for that one. Um, so I think if he does uh, go back, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad thing if he ends up going back to to the national team. For sure. I mean, they're they're young, man. I don't know what they talk about. That uh, you just gotta see what's going on around the world now. They they said they used to say that thirty and people. Uh, Players with, with that age, they were old. They couldn't play anymore. But no, that's not the case anymore. Look, look at Ronaldo. What, how old is he? Slatan, uh, you know, even Messi. He's getting up there. They're getting up there, and they just it seems like these guys are unstoppable. Like they will never lose the the the, the rhythm and and the skill that they have. And the same thing with Bella, dude. The, now the World Cup is only two years away. It's not like it's not like it's. 10 years from now, he has the skill. He has the talent. He should be playing in, in, in La Selección. You know, even though he says that, oh, you know, they don't need me. But a player like him, he needs to be in there. Yeah. And 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 just like what they're doing with in Chivas, like with uh, um, Peralta, it's not, it doesn't mean that he has to be in the field. He can help younger players just with his presence and the and the training and you know and well yeah it was similar to what like, Rafa Marquez was doing like towards the end of yes, his career yes. the reason why they had a, a Rafa Marquez in there was because not so much because he was uh you know uh, like a super uh, how do you call that uh naturally or or I'm try- I'm kind of lost of words but basically his physical ability Towards the end of his career, we all know what's diminishing, oh, yes. right? You slowed down but a little the bit, reality but is that the skill that Marcus yes. possessed, right? The knowledge, the mental knowledge, yes, right. It's it's like we saw with Quaktemok too, right? Exactly. Those guys are the ones that are going to they're 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 going to be able to do the things with the finesse because of their minds, because of their you know uh, trajectory, because of of uh, their experience more than anything else. So that's. That's a very good point, Super, that yes. you need to have guys like that in there because those are the guys that are going to teach the younger generation how to do certain things uh, I mean, that they necessarily not know how to do. I, I think, I mean, personally, I think that it, it was not really about that, uh, you know, he, he was old and he didn't want it to go because of his age and stuff like that. I think there was other mo- motives 
do that. Other motives you know, for other who? motives for for Bella to not go on. And I think a, a lot has to do with the people that are in there. Mm. And look what happened with uh, um, just now. We were like talking about earlier that uh, um, el way de América de Monterrey. <laughs> ¿Cuál way? <laughs> Se me va el way. Se me va su nombre. Um, no, he he's been talking and he's been saying that they stabbed me on the back and um, and that you know la selección, I don't la Liga MX is it's MLS is better than Liga MX and um, I think he's digging his own grave, but I don't know what he's trying to do. Playing oh, for I know what you're and, talking about. Uh, you're talking about Layun. Yeah, Layun, and it's like, dude. What Love are it. you doing? Okay. You know, so it has a lot to do with that, I think, with because that that problem that he had happened in La Selección. Yeah. So now it seems to, it seems to like, I don't know. It's still lingering they and had, it's like ongoing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. The, I think those issues are, are just a bunch of BS. But like, you know, if the players find them personal to them, then what are you going to do, right? Yeah. But it's no matter where you go, I think you're going to find stuff like that and you have to uh, like... Be smart and just kind of like pick your battles, you know. And you know, you shouldn't like just quit something because there's someone there that you don't like or you can't get along with, you know. You uh -oh. know what time it is. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. So this time I'm gonna do uh, El Mago one minute blitz because we're running out of time. And basically, what I want to talk about today is Chicharito not being the poacher that many people think he is. Chicharito actually is flexible. Uh, he has a little bit of dynamic. He has a little bit of finesse. The very first goal he scored in Manchester United in the uh, Community Shield game, I believe, <laughs> he scored it with his face. Yes. The guy has shown that he can score goals with any part of his body. He's incredible. So I think that if the LA Galaxy ultimately ends up landing, which we're all expecting Chicharito... It's going to be a great thing. Again, it's going to be a great thing for Mexican soccer, for Mexican fans here in this country. So I'm rooting for the LA Galaxy to land Javier Chicharito Hernandez. I'm rooting for the city of LA to land Javier Chicharito Hernandez. And El Tráfico is going to be super chingón. Eso, All right, super. Like, yes, Final sir. words. Well, just like you, man, I'm waiting to hear this big news. It's, it's going to mean a lot for us as fans, as, you know, as like, media that you know we're, we're going to be able to see a lot more talent in in, in mls and it's going to keep us busier and it i'm excited because pulido chicharito bella now let's just keep them coming guys keep them kind you guys are doing great thing mls make sure they follow you oh yes and follow me as el super mojado oficial in every social media i mean platform out there so um that's me that is him all right, so I think it's time, dude. All right. Is it time? Yeah, it's time. Yes. Yeah, well, make sure that uh, you guys follow me. Hold on, let me put it up right there. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, Worldwide Mexican on Instagram, Joe Deportes on Twitter. All right, so that's it. Let me start a little musiquita. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody, that does it for today. Thank you very much for tuning in once again to another episode of the ETO Podcast. I am Joe Rodriguez on behalf of El Super Mojado. All right. And our friends at uh, Galaxy Podcast at uh, Corner Galaxy. Make sure that you guys go and visit them and follow them on social media as well. Check out their website. 
Alright, so on behalf of them as well, I am Joe Rodriguez, Super Mojado. Thank you very much for tuning in. We say so long from Bristol, Connecticut. <laughs>